Today's episode of the Secrets to Success podcast is brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, delivers step-by-step recipes, and pre-measured ingredients so you can cook, eat, and enjoy. Think about it for one quick second. Fresh food delivered directly to your doorstep. No grocery list, no takeout menus, just gourmet meals waiting for you and your family to enjoy preparing and eating together. So sign up today, guys, for a total of $60 off. That's right, $20 off each of your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com forward slash success60 and use the promo code success60. Today's show is also brought to you by Organifi, the best tasting green blend on the market. They're cold processed, guys, to retain all of the nutrients. And if you're looking to fill all the nutritional gaps and buffer out that new stress that your body has to deal with on a daily basis, check out Organifi.com. That's O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I.com and use the promo code SUCCESS to save 20% on your order. And now to today's show. I wake up every single day, I am who I say I am. And I get what I get because I live in B-Smoke. Stop being gazelles, you're not average. You're not even good. You were born to be great. Welcome to another edition of the Secret to Success podcast. I'm your Midnight Love host, CJ, joined as always by the Bayesian sensation, Mr. Carl Wesley Phillips. What's going on, everybody? What it do? Dr. Douglas Thomas. Are you there, my brother? Oh, I'm here in love. Welcome inside <laughs> the Midnight Yo, I'm love. Well, hey, as we let Kenny G Soothe us into the midnight hour. <laughs> Let me say y'all something, man. This is for real, for real now. The latest we have ever <laughs> attempted to do this podcast. It is 11.30 Eastern Standard Time. Exactly three hours past <laughs> E's bedtime, two hours past Carl's, and at least one hour and 10 minutes past mine. And we're attempting to do this podcast. You know why? Because we love you. All right, and uh, he's world traveling, jet setting. I don't even know where he's at, where he's going. I got, I actually am on the plane quite a bit this uh, week, and uh, Carl's got a kid in kindergarten. So yes, we, sir. Uh, we picked uh, uh, eleven thirty at night. So you welcome inside the midnight love <laughs> mix. I don't know how this podcast is gonna go. <laughs> we will find out together. Yeah. I don't have a whole lot of topics to discuss, uh, but we will we will have a podcast. You know why? Consistency. All right, y'all expect this every week, and so we are going to make sure that you have it. So, E is once again joined by the Sony Walkman audio. Hopefully, you enjoyed that inside the midnight love. <laughs> if you hear E, we we uh, we're, we're trying to go with two in a row now, so hopefully we can get we got to get E some new recording equipment. I'm not gonna blame E; it's not his fault. He's got faulty equipment. Carl set him on the road. You know, Carl. Once Carl started making six figures, <laughs> he, he, he wasn't quite as in tune with what our audio was supposed to be doing. Back in the, you know, I take that back, Carl. I will say this. Let me let y'all in on a podcast insider secret. Carl spoils us. 
we have the exact same calling number for us every single week for the last two and a half years. <laughs> two years. But Carl is kind enough to send it to the top of our group text right just moments before we do every single podcast. And so I do want to let you know that I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. I know the code. No, I'm just saying. No, no, no. I know the code too. Yeah, three eight four four two. Three eight four four two. Yeah, yeah. I know the I know the code, but I never know the number. But Carl, yeah, Carl working with a gorilla and a flamingo. He knows. And I hit Carl sometimes if he's too late. I'd be like, Carl, can we get the call in, bro? <laughs> and I know Carl just be, you know, wanted to be like, you mother lover. It's the same one it's been for the last two and a half years. But Carl looks out for us anyway. Um, but y'all just you know what I'm hey, see, I got bigger fish to fry. I got bigger <laughs> fish to fry than to be looking at the exact same uh, calling number. I'm about to program it into my phone, but the problem is I use the home, the house phone when I'm on this podcast. Uh, so you. yeah, yeah, it's uh, a little different. So no excuses, but it is what it is. Um, couple things. Oh, I did want to start with. I want to give a big, 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 big shout out to my uh, my little bruh, uh, Toby. Nwigwe, 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 Chuku, however you want to say. Shout out to him, man. Most of you know on the podcast, Toby is our, uh, our not first, our only artist, um, our hip hop artist, man. And I shouldn't even say our artist, man. He's our his own artist, man. That kid is phenomenal, man. He had his first solo show in Houston, man. Sold out, right? Sold out. I took a flight, man. I wasn't gonna go. But the last, last, last second, Candace was like, yo, I think you should go. You know, it'd be nice for you to be there for him. You know, y'all started this journey together. And a lot of people have been asking me to get Toby on the podcast. So I will get Toby on the podcast pretty soon. Just an incredible story of his rise to now stardom with, you know, BET and Erica Badu and Dave Chappelle and, you know, just magazines and articles. And I went to the show the other night 1,300 people, standing room only. Well, it was all, the whole thing was standing, but I mean, it was packed to literally capacity. Like, I was backstage. I couldn't even see the show, really. I tried mm. to go out, like, in the crowd to watch the show from a certain angle. I couldn't see it from there. I tried to go backstage. It was dancers and all kind of people running in and out. And I was like, yo. But um, when I tell you this boy gave an incredible performance and left his heart out on the stage, he did two and a half hours, y'all. He was up there. He got up there about 9 and finished around 11.30 and just gave an amazing concert, man. It was uh, it was remarkable, man. You know Toby, man. He had some guy come in who runs the lights for the Chainsmokers, if anybody knows that band, um, real famous band. Uh, guy just was like, yo, I rock. He was like, I don't even like rap or hip hop like that, but he was like, yo, I love your mission. I love what you stand for. And um, came in and ran the lights, but it was a full, full, full production. So I want to make sure we shout him out just on the job well done. And y'all mark my word, man. He will be hmm. whatever Kendrick Lamar, yeah. J. Cole, and all of them are. Uh, Toby is, is right on their heels, man. And I know most of you have been checking him out. And um, I'm going to get him on the podcast sooner than later and show love, man. Also, want to show love to everybody out there who responded to the fair file. You know what I'm saying? We had I asked y'all to go on there with your comments <laughs> on IG. You know, I had an issue last week getting on the plane with the bare feet. I'm still waiting for my feet to fall off. Um, but a lot of y'all chimed in on the S2S podcast page, so I want to shout out y'all for that, man. Um, let me read through a couple of these. Y'all go to the S2S podcast page. 
on Instagram, man, and leave us a comment. I think we got a Facebook too now. Um, is it the same yeah. tag? Fa- yeah, same thing. Facebook.com forward slash S2S podcast. Okay, so go on there, man, and leave us the feedback. But last week, of course, the fair file was about me going through TSA without my wife, and that didn't happen. I ended up going with her and getting gangrene in the feet. So I wanted to read a few <laughs> of the feedback uh, that we had. Uh, my man here on assignment said, fair all day. See, trust me, a little foot fungus is better than uh, back pain later from sleeping on the couch. My man Flip Harvey said, Candace was foul. She could have met you on the other side. It would have been worth missing out on one night of grown man gifts for going through with your socks uh, without having to take your shoes off. Uh, somebody said, fair, but she could have took you. Uh, Candace was fair, but she could have took her socks off to join you in solidarity. <laughs> uh, somebody said, foul, you didn't bring any socks. Listen, man, I, I would have brought socks if I ever had to take off my shoes. I never had to take off my shoes at the airport. My man Cass4QL said, all the way foul. My man CJ Risk getting trench foot. Somebody <laughs> said, somebody get this man a sock insider ASAP. I know that's right. <laughs> so shout out to everybody who uh, jumped on that uh, page, man, and showed us love and, and you know continues to engage with us, man. That's the best thing about doing this podcast. Uh, you guys get to be a part of it. And those of you who are coming to Philly, you are going to be a part of it as well. So... Uh, Carl, if we have that information later on the podcast, we we promise to give that out, I believe. So yep, yep, um, yep. We, we will get that to y'all at the end of the podcast. Um, let's see. Uh, oh, Carl, big week for you, man. Big yes, week for the sir. Phillips family, man. My 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 nephew, young Jordan, done hit kindergarten on him. So tell us about it. Was it were the tears? Was it was it hard? Did you did you did you have to Stay there for a little while. What happened? Tell us about the kindergarten <laughs> drop off. Give me the one last cry. Not the one, the one last, last cry. cry. One Not the one last cry. cry. Hey, sidebar, about a week and a half ago, I just let Brian put put me and Tamisha to sleep, bro. Now we did end up in tears that night. The the one last cry went to um, what's the other one? Never felt this way. And mm. Brian, yeah, Brian put some work in for me that evening. Oh. But anyway. Uh, anyway, whoa. anyway, whoa. anyway, before CJ hey, get going, you, want, you might want to reverse that surgery and have it another one. You know, can you? Can they reverse uh, it? I, uh, I heard, I heard people talk about it, but I ain't interested. I'm good on that. Hey, I ain't gonna laugh at E. I remember. Never mind. E, can I say it? Oh yeah, I'm good. <laughs> I ain't gonna say it because every time I say, "Can I say it?" and then I say it, <laughs> right, right, and get right. back, and you know what I'm saying. So I ain't gonna say it. Never mind. It turned into so. Anyway, Never anyway, so. he called me a couple months. Well, it was about a year ago now. I was like, <laughs> "Hey, I'll leave it at that." <laughs> I don't know what to talk about, Carl. <laughs> e, you remember, okay? Let me refresh your memory. You were here we down go. here in Atlanta, and we were in Buckhead shopping, and you was like. Yo, uh, and I was like, no way. You know, now is it, you remember now? No, I do not. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll text you. Carl, keep telling us. I got and I'm you. I'm going to text E now, and, uh, and we'll, we'll, yeah, and t- tell us about, yeah, and I'll, I'll come, got if it. we come back and talk about it, it got approved. If we didn't, it got shut down. It shut down, got it. All right, so let me take it back, y'all. So at first, so the school, yeah, I'm gonna give y'all the full story. The school, man, the school on a whole nother level. They've been emailing me and my wife, bro. I'm talking about like a month. Like as soon as he got accepted to the school, um, I'm talking about 
paperwork, event, this thing, that thing. Like every other day, it's an email. And I'm like, yo, I'm about to block this email. Like, I ain't, like, this too much. My man about to go to kindergarten. He's not going to college. It's too much. But I, I had to I had to suck it up. And the last, on Sunday, they did, they did a, I'm talking about like a, this a strong, a lion move. That's what it is. They did a, a strong lion move. They had a picnic on Sunday. And so I talked to Jordan on Friday and I was asking about, yo, how you feel about school? Like, are you ready? And he was, you know, he apprehensive. He's like, man, I'm not sure. I'm a little scared. It's, you know, I don't know nobody there. Like, I don't really know what to expect. And I was like, you know, it's going to be, I try to talk him through it. But Sunday, they threw this picnic, and the genius behind the picnic is they got all his friends that's going to be in his class there, all the parents there, the teachers that are going to be in his class there. And he got to literally just interact with all of them for literally like an hour, hour and a half, somewhere around that time. I'm talking about they was just straight out playing. We had a couple of parents that was, I'm talking about flamingoed out. There was one lady, and again, I can call names now, Sarah. Sarah was there. Um, her son is in Jordan's class. Little man's name is Bane. And Sarah had them kids oh, out there playing. Bruh, she had them kids. Oh, Bane, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, she had them kids out there playing red, uh, red light, green light. She had like three, four games. It was about 12 kids. She, no, ain't nobody know nobody else. And she had like 12 of the kids out there playing. She just had them whole suckers going. So by the end of the picnic, they know each other. You know what I'm saying? It ain't right. like strange right. no more. So Jordan came home that evening on some. My man went and got the Alexa hookup. You remember I asked you about Alexa, if you had it, if you was using it. Jordan came home that night. Oh, my God. He came home tonight. night. I was like, yo, Alexa, wake me up at 6.30 a.m. for school tomorrow. And I'm like, say oh, what? Oh, wow. Oh, Serious. He was ready. My man was ready. He came home. My man's so excited. My man, Tamisha, of course, got, you know, she excited, too. She got the bag, new backpack. She got, oh, she oh, had, like, no 10 doubt. outfits. I'm like, my man only going to school five days, Tamisha. She got, like, 10 outfits laid out on the bed. No, no I'm doubt. like, what is going yeah, on? So no he, bro, he ready, packed everything. My man got up 630. Um, I'm talking about fired up, like, jumped into bed. Like, he ready, brushed his teeth. We go downstairs, breakfast. We going to school, and... And and it got a little real for Tamisha. Tamisha got a little moist around the little eye socket area. She was on that like, yo, like this phase of our life is over. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As we know it, like Jordan ain't no kid, like little baby no mm-hmm. more. Like my man mm-hmm. off to school, and you know school just like, like school just changed you. It just changed it, regardless of how you look at it. Like it, it's not oh, the same I mean, no more. Listen, this that is the re- introduction into the real world. It's like from real now world. on, you have a schedule. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh-huh. life is sweet from zero to four. You don't have no responsibility, none. Once you get to kindergarten, it's like, oh, okay, now it's time to welcome you to the real world. So welcome. Real you. world. You're officially real a man. World. You know what I'm saying? Like, rent is due on Thursday. <laughs> no doubt. So, yeah, she um, yeah, she had a moment when we were driving. Like, man, I, I, I clowned her. I ain't gonna lie. I was laughing. Um, but no we doubt. got up there. And it's a Christian school, y'all. So E, they did, like, they, they kept it real. So they did, and they go from kindergarten all the way up to high school. They had, you know, introduced teachers or whatever, whatever. And they had this moment where they brought all the high school kids down to surround the middle school and the elementary school kids. And literally, the, then the parents were in there for, like, 15, 20 minutes. They had the parents surround them. And then they just did, like, this little prayer over the school and it was just dope, man. They had like some of the high school kids. I saw him interacting with Jordan. Jordan was like, he way down there. I could just see where he's sitting. And the kid was talking to him. He was laughing. And it just had a real cool family kind of feel. But anyway, so we go to the classroom, drop my man off in there. We about to head out. And then the problem started. Not where I expected. The problem was little Jesse. Jesse was like, where are we going? Uh, we like, Jesse, this Jordan class. We about to take you and go home. 
And she like, well, I'm trying to stay. Like, this look like right. fun. <laughs> she like, I, I see all the other kids in here. Like, why well, I got to go? And I'm like, well, we, you not, uh, you're not quite ready for this yet. Bro, she cried from there all, like halfway home. Not all the way, but literally cried. I'm talking about screaming halfway home. I just got in the car, turned the music on. Me and Tamisha started talking, and she was just hollering. I can't, so much so I came home, literally. Me and Tamisha talking like, yo, is she ready for real? Because we're going back and forth. We didn't think, well, Tamisha didn't think she was ready. I thought she was, to be honest. Only for the fact of the momentum. He going, she going to be like, yo, it's my opportunity too. And um, I called the school, bro. When I got home, like, yo, like my daughter's interested. I know y'all got a little, a, a whole daycare setup going on. Is it possible for her to get in? They were like, nah, unfortunately. They like, they got like a wedding list. Um, so little mama stuck with me for another another year. <laughs> but um, yeah, picked Jordan up this evening, man. And I'm talking about that boy was like, daddy, I had a great day at school. I'm like, say what? And it's weird. And y'all, y'all might have to help me through this. See, you've been through it for a, a lot longer. But he looked six different months, to I me. had to get out. You know what I'm saying? You're on your and, own in six months from this house. <laughs> it's weird. He ain't playing he, that. I don't know what it is, but he looked different to me. Like, I watched him walk into the car, and I was like, yo, he just looked different. Like, I don't know what it is about him. One day at school, and my man just looked like he older already. Like, he just had a different swag about him. But he was geeked. He had a good day. I, I looked at the teacher. She just gave me, like, a thumbs up. Like, dude had a great day. So my man is ready. And and I guess to be real, like we talk about small wins, man. I just kind of felt good. Like, hey, we did, you know, what we did, what we needed to, to get my man prepared for this first part of his journey. You know what I'm saying? Like he going in there well, let quite me, prepared. Let me, let, well, this is a bit of advice I give to you. Be a better parent than I am. I am a horrible school parent. Let me Why tell you, you say that? Oh, bruh. First of all, I'm pissed because they act like I'm in school. I'm like, okay, oh, yeah, you do understand yeah. that giving my child homework is giving me homework. One, oh. I'm paying you to teach him. I'm not trying to be his teacher. <laughs> Two, they send you so many emails, Carl. I don't know if it started for you yet, but oh, I get sure emails. Is. I'm like, I'm not reading these. You know what I'm saying? Bro, I forget show and tell. I'm serious. And it's crazy because I, you know, I do the drop off and the pickup. Mm. I, they have show and tell. They have like wear your favorite colors shirt to death. Oh, I just I miss all of it. And so I, seriously, I got to do better. And they got like a folder. You supposed to pick up their homework. It, I, it, Candace like literally yells at me every day. I don't know what mm. it is, but you know you're trying to get that last bit of work in. E called me. I'm walking into the kids' school. I got him on right, one ear picking yeah. up the kids, and I just I, I'm trash with it. So. Uh, mm. Welcome to, you're going back to school too. You're about to get another master's degree. Oh, here my shortly. gosh. <laughs> and uh, so did they start Jordan in kindergarten? or, or they, Please tell me they didn't start them with kindergarten work. Uh, so they didn't I, have no kindergarten work. No, so, I'm just saying, Jordan probably bought them nah, the fourth, fifth grade dude, level right now. It's, it's, it's hard, Little so I talked to the teacher. Houser. I talked to the teacher Sunday, and not to be funny, man, so the la this is what I told her. I was like, look, let me just be real with you. I'm not that parent that, like, you know, I think my kid's smart and gifted and all that. I'm like, I'm not on any of that. Long story short, we have on calculus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what, what you got for him? I, hey, I just told her, look, my son's been exposed. Both, my, both his grandparents have been in education for 30-plus years, so my man is reading, and, and I guess the language for them is he's reading chapter books. So I was like, yeah, he's reading chapter books. My man doing... <laughs> She's like, where is he in math? I was like, he's comfortable with, you know, two, three time like multiplication. He's doing like he understands hours, minutes, seconds, that kind of stuff. And her face is looking at me like, say what? And I'm like, hey, I ain't taking no credit. You know, we did some stuff with him, but my parents was with my man putting work in. So I was like, look, I get your job. Like you gotta, you gotta balance it out. But I just want you to know for real. 
like I want to make sure that he doesn't necessarily like get bored in class. Like I don't want, I, I still need him to be challenged. So I don't know how you do it. She's like, look, and she was real. She's like, look, I've been doing this for a long time. I got it. <clears throat> She's like, what we do is like, you know, when other kids are working on certain things, she just gives him a little extra. So it's like, you know, the same assignment, but she will definitely have him doing a little more. And I just told her, like, we'll work together because I don't want him to necessarily lose out on it. But then, E, I got the real perspective of, dude, it's going to take more than being smart. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to stop you from being smart, but we're going to be putting a whole lot of other stuff around it because smart don't necessarily win nothing. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, man, just an uh, excited dude, journey. I heard he went in kindergarten, though. Okay, there. Well, I'll let him write it out for then, then. Let me tell you something. Yeah, and every time I hear it, I'm like, wow, child, I'm, I'm about to go wake up, Trey, right now. We're about to study. <laughs> What's that multiplication? You know what yeah, I'm saying? Nah. Bruh, he blew my wow. mind with that. No, nah, he blew my mind. And, and the, the, here's the weird part, too. He's teaching his sister. So one night I go, I go up to their room like they're supposed to be sleeping, and I'm hearing them count in tens up to 100, and he's telling her 10, 20, 30, 40, 50, and she's saying it up to 100. I'm like, yo, she's three years old counting in tens. I'm like, yo, y'all on a whole nother level. And meanwhile, my kid's stealing cookies and <laughs> upstairs <laughs> with chocolate all over it. Wow, unbelievable. Yeah, like I said, terrible parent. Uh, but, hey, I'm going to have them tutor my kids. <laughs> What'd you say, E? I was asking C, is he still lying to Trey Trey? <laughs> uh, it's getting harder and harder because he, un like... Oh, he, he understands stuff now. Yeah, now I got him on, me and him lie to his sister. So, it's, you know what I'm saying? We tag team lie. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, his sister like, oh, I want a cookie. I'm like, sweet pea, we ran out of cookies. And he'll be like, dad. I, and I'll give him that look like, if you say something, I will bust you in the mouth. And he'll look at her and be like, we're out of cookies, sweet pea. So we are lying, uh, but no. Shout out to no. My, I, 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 Trey got Trey got his own set of superpowers, man, and he he's killing it in his own right. So I'm teasing, son. When you hear this, when you're 18, you are you are brilliant as well. You do not know your times tables yet, but uh, you definitely are. Trey walk in his class and tell his teacher, "You look nice today." I'm like, oh I'm yeah, yeah. He you know what he's doing. He got the 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 je ne sais quoi. Mm. Oh, he, the EQ was on a thousand, bro. I promise hey. you, his teachers all every day, like, oh my god, he's such a pleasure to have in the class. He's, he's lady killer. I'm like, okay, oh, hey, let's just make sure that. they spend time together, see, so they balance each other out. Oh, no doubt. That's all it's about. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying he, my my son is he is my child. Like, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Just for real. That's how I was. You know, they called me Mr. Kindergarten. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> on, on my way, I was geeked about kindergarten. So. Yeah, no, nah, man. Hey, I'm, let me just say this on a serious note, man. It is great to be surrounded by great parents, man. Shout out to Jamal, whose mm -hmm. daughter, Yanni. Um, man, she's not, hadn't even started her freshman year yet and is already the number one tennis player on the varsity team. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? It's a already. Oh, uh, no, seriously. So, yeah, for those of y'all who don't know, we'll get Jamal back on the podcast to talk about it. His daughters are literally like... Venus and Serena, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, they got that kind of swag to them. And uh, Yanni is going into the ninth grade and already had her first tournament and took third in the tournament. I think she lost to, like, some girl who had a scholarship to, like, Stanford already for tennis and some other blue chip uh, player, but, like, took third and is, like, the best one on her team in the ninth mm. grade and uh, just killing it, man. Shout out to, to Josh's daughter, Bear, who got a starring role in the play Man, it's just so much good stuff Killing going on it. around me. And um, 
And then there's E. You know what I'm saying? Who's <laughs> mediocre at best as a parent? No, I'm just kidding. Uh, uh, man, who also has two uh, great kids. And I don't uh, even know. E, 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 is, uh, e has had a, E is on a run of epic proportions, I, I would say. So E, uh, I, I think, Carl, I ain't even going to say it. Carl, what did you tell me the bank call? Was? Hey, the, the, so yeah, we had a call. Yeah, let me say that E done bounced the bank, y'all. E bounced right. the doggone bank, y'all. We literally had a call and they were like, look, we holding some of the funds that's supposed to be coming because, it, yeah, it ain't, this ain't, y'all, y'all are way above y'all limit. Like, E found the fountain of youth this month or something, y'all, and he can't stop. It's just, I'm talking about the bank said it's too much money coming how, in. How, how are you above your limit? The bank, like, look, we can't take no more, okay? Uh, we ain't got enough to cover this. Well, how, how are you, uh, E, explain to us how one goes above his limit, and when did you find out you were above your limit? Because <laughs> I just found out I was below mine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> they called me said Chick-fil-A. I, I overdrafted at Chick-fil-A earlier. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm try- hey, I'm trying to get to the mean. So I'm above you below. We, we going to balance this thing out. <laughs> oh, praise God. Praise God. So, um, Rondell, Rondell, you know, Rondell's dating now. Why does that change everything? Oh, everything. He's so old school. You know Rondell dating now. <laughs> like, okay, man, you got a girl, bro. <laughs> Here go a 20 for your vest pocket. Why can't they do the same? Why can't they be as good as they were before? <laughs> they courting her. What I had you to say? Go to the bank for Rondell. And when I got to the bank, you know, I, I, I don't know. I cashed three, four checks. I don't know. I just, I, she's like, I haven't seen you before. What are you, how you doing? I gave her the checks. And she was like, oh, I meant to call you. It, uh, you shouldn't be banking um, with us anymore. You should be private. I think it's called private bank. I don't know, bro. I don't remember what she said. Private banking? I remember yeah, I, when I used to travel to, like, New York, you know, uh, L.A., like, bigger cities, and I used to go into Chase back in the day, I remember seeing this, like, private banking thing. Like, I didn't know what it was. But she was like, you shouldn't be in, you know, you should, should be in private banking. No one's called you. I was like, no, nah, did nobody call me? She's like, yeah, we're going to have somebody call you so you can... Insider at the bank, y'all. Mm. Oh, trust me. You go, as soon as you go back behind them doors, you're in the Illuminati. You know what I'm saying? Congratulations. <laughs> I'm going to just stay out here you with the broke it. folk and keep my Christianity. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I'm just okay. Beyonce said ain't no Illuminati. That's mm. uh, what I'm saying that about rich people. Oh, yeah, no, nah, B ain't in the Illuminati. I ain't going to put my girl in there, but <laughs> trust me, everybody else, you know what I'm saying? That's something broke people tell themselves, though. That's how I feel. Like, I'm going to just say you in the Illuminati because I want to make it look like, you know what I'm saying? The only reason I ain't paid like that is because I ain't want to, you know what I'm saying, cross over to the dark side. You know what I'm saying? Make <laughs> me sleep at night. Yeah, I heard, I heard they got a uh, free Starbucks coffee. Mmm. Oh, mm. oh. And me, yeah, they start telling up. E about private banking. Meanwhile, I'm calling my bank trying to see, can I get that $10 you got to use in your checking to hold the account? I'm trying to get them to release the 10, Carl. You know what I'm saying? Uh, hey, it's levels penalty. to this. What can I say? It's levels. Uh, wow, uh, E, you done bounced the bank, bro. Wow, they're going to, hey, they're gonna, Carl, don't even text me. Ask me the title of the podcast. Bounce the there bank. There it is. There it uh, is. E done bounced the bank. Wow. Unbelievable, bro. How, hey, can you tell us how to bounce the bank, bro? I'm trying to, I'm trying to have one of them conversations where they call me and say, "Hey, you didn't, you didn't put in too much money." 
I don't I don't know how I have they call Carl. They didn't call me. I just know that it's been a good uh it's been a good month, man. Man, it's been a good month. Well, if we ever got a Christmas present from you, I would say that it would be a good Christmas, but we owe for thirteen, hey, so hey, I ain't no, holding no, my no, breath. No, 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 no. See, I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta come on record and say because we blasted him the last time. Yesterday morning, he showed up at my door and he tried to, and he did it in all, hum, you know, in all humility. He knocked on the door and just gave me a bag and turned and walked. So I'm thinking it's mail. I'm thinking it's something. I'll open the bag and. He brought me some gear from K-State, including a pair of 11 and a half shoes. You gonna get me in trouble? Don't say K-State. The University of Kansas. I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. My bad. My bad. My bad. So you mean yeah, to tell University me he bounced Kansas. the bank and gave you some free shoes that he got from a university? Oh, what a guy. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? What a guy. Hey, EM tried to bat you. You just can't, you know what can't win with you. You bounced the bank. I'm thinking he about to pull up with a nice little Lexus. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> with the keys to a Benzo. He done gave you some free gear he couldn't fit from Kansas. You know what I'm saying? He done gave you the gear he picked over from Kansas and took all the sweet stuff and gave you the mock neck. You know what I'm saying? The old school turtle you neck. mock neck. I gave him a fat. Oh, he got some fat gear. Don't oh, yeah, no, it's, it's fire. I ain't gonna lie, it's fire. Oh, they ain't had no extra large, huh? Okay. So, nah, man. So, yeah, well, it must be nice. Uh, one day, Carl, we will we will get there, and we too shall see what's behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> the Wizard like, of Oz. Like Dorothy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, I uh, in my bank. Swag. Um, yeah, no, so... You just came from E well, a little while ago, I guess, and now that you know we are late in the night. You just came from uh, the Indiana Pacers. Tell us about that. You was with Victor Oladipo, one of the young rising, young guns in the league. What was that? Uh, how was that with the Pacers? Yeah, well, you know, man, it. it um, I think the biggest piece for me right now, and, and look, I think in any profession you're in. You know, you self-assess. At least if you're smart, that's what you told us. Self-assess, self-assess, you know, self-assess. And um, I, I look at when first I was just, you know, getting, you know, little gigs here and there. And then I remember when we were doing keynotes. I think what's super exciting about what I'm doing now is like I'm in the room and I don't have to do the, um, what do you call that? Like um, the sound bite. You know, I don't got to go in there and impress nobody. You know, I don't I don't have to be like a highlight reel. You know, I can go in there now and, and really be a consultant and talk, you know, mind, body, you, you know what I'm saying, talent, you know, um, championship versus winning. You, you know, I can go in there and really take my time and deal with some developmental things. And so uh, we had a blast, man. We had a blast. You know, um, Victor did say, like, you know, I was humble. E, I've been following you. Listen to your stuff every morning to get me kind of pumped up. You know, um, and just excited about me being there, and, and, I, and I was grateful because this he wasn't this wasn't coach led. It wasn't um, you know um, player. You know, uh, I'm sorry, organizational led. This was player led. This was an initiative that you know they took the leadership took upon themselves, and, and they they said it like, man, E, I feel like our season last year may have been a little different had we had you there in the beginning. You know, it's kind of like some things fell upon us and we were ready, but not in some aspects we weren't ready. You know, so um, they were like, yo, this is about not the game itself, the fit, you know, 
like basketball, X's and O's, et cetera. This is about developing the mentality, you know, to get to that next level. So, it, it, yeah, man, I had, a, I had a great time, you know, uh, I think probably 18. We had 18 individuals all together that were there, you know. Um, so it was, yeah, man, it was, a, it was a phenomenal, phenomenal experience, bro. Dope. And how's it been traveling with Boog? Y'all been everywhere together. It's, y'all like two peas in the pod these days. <laughs> yeah, bro. Yeah, man. You know, um, you guys were talking about, and, and, and again, it's, it, I, I don't think there's anything that you can compare to your child starting that first day of school, you know, that first year of school. And then, you know, of course, throughout um, that journey, you know, there'll be those, you know, milestones that, you know, you and your wife celebrate, you and your parents celebrate, you know, whatever. Uh, but this, you know, this is weird. I was thinking 18 years old, they go to college and they ain't no more milestones. You know what I'm saying? We good on <laughs> the milestones. You know what I'm saying? Um, but this has been crazy, man. You know, um, Jalen, of course, like we talked about in the summer, you know, kind of, um, you know, getting that mojo, you know, and I'm looking at him like, wow, this kid, like sports is his thing. You know, he has an insatiable desire to be in sports and not just some capacity, but in the area of development and, you know, managing. And, yo, man, just the, like, the scouting reports he's given me, um, you know, as, with, you know, the thing about Indiana that was sweet is, of course, I had a chance to kind of follow them somewhat, especially when they made their run. But, you know, they're in our division, see? You know, so um, I get a chance to see them throughout the course of the year. But when they made it to the playoffs, I really saw, bro, I saw Victor, like, for real. Like, I saw him go toe-to-toe, you know, and I mean mentally with Bron, you know, in Cleveland. Like, it wasn't, you know how you admire somebody, you look up to somebody, you know, right. you're shaking their hands afterwards. Like, it wasn't none of that. If y'all remember, my man was, you know, LeBron dunk. He coming back trying to dunk mm-hmm. and not quiet about it. He got the tongue out, shaking the head. And he like, yo, I'm, I'm, I'm here. You know what I'm saying? Like, you put your shoe on, left shoe, right shoe. I put mine on, left shoe, right. You know, so just to see that kid, you know, make that transition. And he talked about it. He was telling some of the younger guys, like, yo, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't always this confident. I remember I got traded twice, you know, in one season. I, I wasn't always this confident. But he was like, yo, I turned that mental toughness on. And from that, you know, you're looking at, like you said, see a rising, you know, uh, if he stays healthy, a rising star, you know, in this league, man. So um, just having Jalen there, man, and, you know, um, managing, meaning, all right, I know my father. And I think that's the cool thing, man. You know, we share DNA. You know, we, we grew up together. You know, unfortunately for me, it wasn't one of those situations where I was on one part of the town. He was on another part, like, you know, we've been together, man, from from the time he was born, and I was in the, you know, that that hospital room with my man, and just to see him now as an adult, just his um his manners, man, and mannerisms, it's just, man, it's just been a, a a treat. And I was saying earlier, I've had some phenomenal people to work with. But one of the challenges, even if you're working with somebody phenomenal, they got to go home. You know what I'm saying? Like I might call Marshall <laughs> or Jamal, like, yo, I got this last slide. Can I get the and they like, all right, I might catch him. I might not catch him. Okay, E, we don't have time. Whereas Jay is like on the computer, you know, hitting the slides for me, you know, doing the, 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 the tech, technological stuff, you know, uh, and just picking up the slack. So it's been fun. And, of course, his mom is just over the moon, 
we've been trapped. Like, of course, he goes everywhere. So when she's with me, she gets to see him. Jada was with us this summer. It, I, I just look at Bomb, man. You could tell she is so excited to, you know, be around, you know, her, her, her kids, man. So, yeah, it's been a, a, exciting. And we're just getting started. I would, I, I would love to see three years from now, you know, um, where he's going to be. But you can tell, man, he found his, his, his niche. And, um, yeah, man, he, and he's trying to prove to me, like, yo, I want nobody to ever think um, this is, like, a gig I got because of my dad. Like, he, he did something the other day. He, um, he uh, missed the flight. Uh, the, the morning flight, he was blessed to be able to, you know, get there on time on, a, on, a, on another flight. But, man, he, I ain't even had to say nothing to my man. He was like, yo, Dad, I swear to you, this will never happen again. You know, he must have hit me about three, four times. I was like, bro, you good. Like, I, ain't, I told him, I, and this sounds funny, but I was like, yo, I ain't your daddy. You know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't, I ain't that kid. five years old, eight years old. I'm like, yo, I'm not your daddy like that no more. I'm your coach. You know what I'm saying? He was like, no, nah, Dad, like, I, I, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. This is what I always wanted to do, and I just don't want you to think it's on some father-son thing where I'm being slack. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not taking advantage of this opportunity. And I was just like, yo, if you keep beating yourself over the head like that, you know, find a balance, of course, because it's not about, you know, um, having a, a, you know, a breakdown or, you know, it's not about, um, you know, having a defeatist attitude. But I do appreciate him taking responsibility for, you know, I messed up. But like I said, he got to Kansas on time, um, was able to help me with everything. And we had a you know, great tour afterwards. So, yeah, fellas, it's been, um, yeah, man, I never thought, I, I never thought it'd be like this. But I've had to grow up seeing some areas and, yeah, the relationship is off the charts. Yeah, no, that's a blessing. Yeah. I want to transition, um, and I guess this is Ask E.T., and I know y'all might be like, yo, it's mad early. And it is, but I, there was a question on here that came across came across my desk. You know what I'm saying? That's what they say when you're balling. <laughs> All right, hold on. Before you go there, let's just get this sponsor in real quick. Hey, guys, this segment is brought to you by HelloFresh. With HelloFresh, each box is made of fresh, responsibly obtained ingredients selected from high-rated, trusted farms. Enjoy not having to plan dinner, spending money on takeout, or worry about shopping for ingredients week after week. I know some of y'all might be on that ET status, but it ain't me. They're trying to shop every other day with your girl. I am not the one. After about 30 minutes, my knees, somehow your, your back, it just don't feel the same after a couple of minutes. So they're not having to be in the grocery store every week. This is made for your boy. The convenient part is that all the ingredients, guys, come pre-measured in labeled meal kits. And just like your grade school books, guys, there are pictures you can follow. You don't have to worry about messing this up at all. Gourmet meals that you cannot imagine. The last ones um, that I, I tried, there are the three of them that I tried. I can even spell them if you ask me to. The first one was the Harissa Sweet Potato Pita Pockets. Um, and that one, my family, and, and, and of course, my parents, I told you guys, are kind of with us. So we tried some of the vegan options that they had. And these Pita Pockets, man, they had some avocado, seasoned with dill. Man, it was amazing. Then we did the truffle mushroom frat, flatbread, my bad. The, the truffle mushroom flatbread. That was another amazing one. That one was, was I'm talking about lemon, Italian season, of course, the truffle oil. Cremony mushrooms. How many of you have cooked cremony, cremony mushrooms this week? I'm telling you guys, it's stuff that you only get in restaurants, but it's delivered right to your door. And then the other one that I had was the ravioli gra gratin. I don't even know how to say it, the ravioli gratin, but that one, of course, 
was just flavored with some Parmesan cheese, some baby spinach, thyme, some breadcrumbs. Man, amazing, amazing, amazing stuff, guys. So just we not we not just talking about this. My son just started school this week, and that transition was something real. Let me just tell y'all. Um, the cooking, trying to get ready and all that, man, this takes so much of that pressure off when you already know what you have to cook. You don't have to think about, you know, what are we doing thir- Thursday for dinner? What do- it- It's all taken care of, guys. So with subscribing to HelloFresh, there are many benefits so you can keep enjoying week after week. Get delicious filling meals delivered right to your door, like I said before, for less than $10 per serving. And get this one, free shipping. Manage your account easily by choosing your delivery date to match your schedule Pause it when you're on vacation, guys, so they've made everything convenient for you to use. So make sure you guys sign up today for a total of $60 off. That's $20 each off each of your first three boxes. Visit HelloFresh.com forward slash success60 and use the promo code success60. It says, and I'm going to just read the question because I, I felt like maybe we should go ahead and, and flush it out, Ian, and because you you are on a wave and I know... It hasn't always been like this, but we actually had about four or five questions come in after the last podcast that were similar to this one in nature. So I'll read this whole thing because I think it's so paramount uh, for people. And I know E's been a huge help for myself and I'm sure Carl and, you know, all of you out there in this regard. But let me read the question and then we'll build on that um, the topic. But that's really what I wanted to talk about today. And I just kind of, this guy had, you know, a similar question to everybody else, but I thought his was very pointed. So it says, hey guys, let me uh, start by saying I live for this podcast. You guys have gotten me through some tough moments over the last two years. Your podcast about momentum was huge for me, but I would really appreciate if you guys could expound on that message. All my life I've struggled to keep momentum going. I got into the college of my dreams, but then was forced to drop out due to financial reasons after my second year. I met and married a woman who I thought was the woman of my dreams and then got divorced. I started a successful business and that business all but got destroyed during the recession. My question is, I've had momentum many times in my life, but I feel like that momentum has been stolen from me and oftentimes oftentimes it's been by things that are beyond my control. I hope this doesn't come off too whiny or sob story-ish. I'm actually in a very good place right now, dating a wonderful woman, and while I'm not where I wanna be financially, I'm definitely comfortable. How do I keep the momentum this time? Because I have to admit, part of me is now expecting failure to come. Love you guys, Allen in Tampa, Florida. And I just thought that that was a very pointed question and a good question. I think some, you know, something that you know a lot of individuals who I talk to after our shows and our conferences and things of that nature kind of have that same question, E. And um, it, it's how to carry that momentum. And I talked a bit about it. You know, obviously, you know, in my teachings, and I always, you know, talk about those small wins, and I can elaborate on that, but I'm curious, E, from your standpoint, and then you, Carl, when you talk about momentum and you think about it, do you think about it in terms of wins and losses, and what would a, what would it take to, like, derail your momentum, right? Like, E, you, we, we, we talked about it. E spoke for... Uh, Miami Dolphins, the Alabama Crimson Tide, the NBA rookies, University of Kansas, the Indiana Pacers, got Pittsburgh, right? The Saints, New Orleans Saints, like all like, I mean, the momentum is crazy. You bounce the bank for for crying out loud. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) you know, that's like an insane amount of momentum. And what I guess what Alan is saying in this, you know, message is, 
yo, I've had some moments where I was rolling and then it always seems like something happens and it's hard when you get rolling to kind of get that, you know, negative thought out of your head of, man, when is this going to come crashing down? So how do, how do you get on the other side of that thing? You know, I think for me, see, I think, I, I think what we have to be cautious of, you know, is there some things that just happen to you naturally? You know, it's like if you get up and go to school every day, you know, uh, go to class, you know, do your homework. You know, there's just going to be some things that are going to naturally happen for you. You know, you're a good person. You know, um, you know, just it just. And I hope I hope for those of you who are listening, you know, this, that you can really, you know, just kind of get the message that I'm trying to say is that for real. That when you wake up, you know, it's, it's you know, I was laughing, Carl, because everybody was talking about the grass. You know, three weeks ago, Carl. And mm-hmm. I, it was just so dark. It just, just like looked like hay. And I'm like, bruh, just go three more weeks and it's going to rain. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and it's not going to be 90 degrees. It's going to be 70 degrees. And the grass going to be green again. And I swear to y'all, if you came to my neighborhood three weeks ago, unless you was like putting water on your grass every single day, all day, it was brown. Mm-hmm. You know? And just depending on, what you know, how, how your house is, you know, um, uh, a place. Oh, is that what it is? Because Carl told us you had the worst lawn in the neighborhood. Your your house got the sun go, go up on the wrong side, I guess. No, no, no. If it wasn't for Mike, I probably would have um, the worst um, lawn. But I'm saying my, my grass actually looks good. And it's just because I, I've been there for a while and I just had to realize, like, yo, in August or July, the last couple weeks of July, August, bro, I don't care how much water you put on it. It's 91 degrees. It, it, it uh-huh. is what it is. But if you give it two or three weeks, bruh, most of the grass, not everybody's, but most of everybody's grass, you know, is green, you know. And so there's just some things that's just going to naturally happen when we're putting up videos, you know, you know, on a regular basis, TGIM, you know. So what I want y'all to understand, though, because he talked about these gigs, and this was intentional and deliberate. Like, this is something that I was like, okay, guys, Let's go back over it. We need to switch everything up. You know, the way we've been doing it, 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 it worked, but it's not working no more. And then what you need to do is go bananas, y'all. You need to go bananas. And that's how you keep, um, that's how you keep the momentum going. So I'm going to give you all an example. So in the beginning, I was just like, whoa, I didn't even know that there was a list of the best motivational speakers. I didn't even know that existed. So when I found out that existed, and depending on where you are in that list, you know, um, life is different for you. I was like, yo, I got to get on that list. You feel me? Like, I got to get my, I got to find out what I need to do to make this list. And so while the goal wasn't to make the list, the goal was like, yo, what are we doing every day that we need to switch up so we can get on that list? Then when I became like one of the top speakers in the world, then it was like, I want to be number one in the world. And then when I became number one, I was like, yo, E, what do you have to do to separate yourself? where they, their names is not even mentioned with your name. That, 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 I'm trying to show you what momentum looks like. So, so when you get that first, you know, like she said, that small win, that small win may have come from you just getting up and doing what you're supposed to be doing. But then you got to be intentional and deliberate and say, okay, for us to get to the next level, it might not come with just doing TGIM. It might not just come we're going to schools. Like, in order for it to come next, we might have to do boom, 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 boom. And so I think 
sometimes we lose our momentum because we're waiting for it, like, reactively. We're just waiting for it like we waited before. Sometimes the momentum, yep, it may start like that, but if you're going to keep it going, you've got to get aggressive. You've got to get intentional and deliberate. You've got to start doing specific things to get it from one place to the next. That's just my experience. So that's why y'all seen all these gigs, because I'm like, yo, man, it's just, man, I just seen, like, I've seen people um, introduce me, like Sean Payton, the coach of the New Orleans Saints. My man was like, yo, we brought this person in, this person in, this person in. We've never had anybody like E.T. You know, E.T.'s here. We're trying to get back to the Super Bowl. So I'm listening to what people are saying, and I'm like, whoa, they saying I'm number one. Okay, I got to get out here now and and do what I got to do to keep that number one spot. So I'm a little bit more aggressive. I'm taking more gigs. Um, I'm, 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 I'm a lot of stuff I wasn't before, but it's because I don't want to wait for the momentum to go to the next level. I, I, I want to try to control it and take it to that next level. Yeah, I saw something the other day that said, like, when a, Carl, you probably know, but it said when a rocket launches, like when they launch a rocket, like 85% of the work it will do you know, throughout the entire flight is like just getting it off the ground. Literally, the amount of the amount of fuel and stuff that I'm talking about, like it's more than I don't remember the percentage, but I'll make some up. Like literally, like seventy or eighty percent of the weight is just fuel to get it up. And once you get past that initial stage, it's just you know sailing right. at that point. Exactly. So you know, I, I think many times the the challenge is just getting that thing up and rolling. It's like mm-hmm. a snowball, like, you know, there's a snowball effect. Like, if you can get it rolling, but I think a lot of times people get it rolling, E, and then don't know how to compartmentalize or maybe, like, one area falls off. Is it possible to have momentum in one area and then lose it in mm. another? Like, can you still have, like, business momentum and get divorced? Can you still have a... Mm. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you can... And maybe you can, but I think, how do you not let one affect the other? Let's just say, like, you have momentum, you were working out, you're doing your thing, and all of a sudden you fell off the wagon, and then your work slipped because of it. Or now, you, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, I feel like people have an L in one area, and it kind of, like, over. makes your whole life a L. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. yeah but I think, see, what happens, again, we, we just said it. Now, I didn't want to say this because, you know, some people take what we say literal. You know what I'm saying? And I, and I don't want that. Like, we're not asking you to live our lives, you know, but I'm going to say this. I used to tell y'all I used to get up at 3 o'clock. Since this whole little movement, I've been, I promise you I've been getting up at 2 o'clock in the morning. You know, and the reason why I see is... I thought he was going to say later. I, I was looking for 7.30, see, personally. <laughs> right. <laughs> Make me feel better about myself. Hey, well, let me tell you something. You're you going to have to just uh, sleep. You're going to have to stay up all night now because we pulling up on two now. <laughs> right. Play the Kenny G. Let me hit that Kenny G under <laughs> E-talking right now. So for real, man, but it's a situation where it's like, okay, I think what people do is, when see, I think a lot of people, you get the initial stage of, momentum and that momentum again it kind of happens because like i said with the grass bro it just it's it's just it start raining it's just that's natural momentum it um it, it's cooler now than it was in july that's natural momentum and i think what happens for a lot of people they think that that is the highest form of momentum it, it, it's a form of momentum but it's probably in terms of tears 
it's probably the lowest tier. So what you got to start doing after you start noticing the rain and it's getting cooler, and I told the guys this tonight, like, you got to start creating rain after that. You feel me? Like, so, you know, let's just say I start making good money. And my marriage, my wife might be like, oh, wow, we could pay this bill and we could pay that bill. We could pay this bill. And, and she's so happy. But what it takes to make her happy now that we got money, see, that, that's not going to happen by osmosis, bro. Like, that, I, that's not, that, that, nobody's going to give me that next level of success. So to make Diddy happy now, it was like, I got to physically go change the, like, go change the living room. You know, change the banister. You know what I'm saying? Like, change the floors. Paint the house. Like, there's some different stuff that I have to do now that's not going to come because the kids graduated. See, that's why I'm going to just stay broke. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Less pressure. You feel me? Uh. Ah, now who's winning? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Bump your little back door. You got to do all kind of stuff. You feel me? So I'm just saying I think that's the problem. And so it's this natural momentum. And you thinking, well, because this happened over here, then now it's going to happen in my marriage. And I, no, it's not, it don't work like that. You got to put energy toward that thing. And again, you have to create the rain. And I, I just, man, as I, and I, and I, and I don't want to say it all because we got take control, you know, coming up, we got ignite the dream, but there's some things I'm picking up about Nick Saban. There's some things when I was with Sean Payton, Super Bowl winner, there's some things that I'm noticing that they do that the other teams just don't do. You feel me? It's like some of the other teams, they wait for it to happen in the course of a season. Bruh, I'm looking, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, Nick Saban is creating it, see? Like, for real, not to go into depth, but I'm telling you, I'm watching him, I'm listening to him, and it's like he's not letting the see, like, he's not letting week one come and week two come, three come, and week four come. And as we play, it's like, okay, we're going to see what happens. It's like he's creating. And again, like I said, man, we got to be careful because this podcast you know, we get so transparent, but I, I literally see no programs that are connected to me. I know programs that have access to me, and I swear to you, see, they don't use me. And here go a Nick Saban. He had me. He had another dude. He had Kobe Bryant, dog, only two days after me, mm. see? He had Kobe Bryant. And I'm looking at other programs like, yo, bro, why are you not bringing in speakers? Like, what are you, why, why are you just normal practice like what are you doing and so what nick saban is showing me is like yo he ain't waiting see for to play clemson to get to that you know that passion or get his team roused up he bringing in a new speaker every single doggone day to create that thing before it's even needed and for a lot of us you're waiting for momentum to happen and guess what in the course of a year yeah it happens but it doesn't necessarily keep happening and so if you're going to see momentum in your life, you're going to have to be very intentional and deliberate. And we're doing the podcast. That was intentional. We did not stumble on the podcast. She was very intentional and deliberate in saying, yo, they don't know you, E. They think they know you. That five-minute YouTube, that's not getting it. They don't know you human. They don't know you. They don't understand. So we're going to have to do this podcast not to make money. But we got to do this podcast, and guess what? Genius, we did the podcast, and the momentum is out of this world because now we have a group of people following us and listening, learning in ways they couldn't when we were just doing mixtapes 
and whatever. So some momentum is definitely natural, but the high level momentum, you have to create it. Yeah, it's funny. Kenny, um, shout out to Kenny. He had called me and was like, yo, why did you start the podcast? And I literally told him just that. I was like, yo, I got tired of people coming up to me like, oh, yo, ET, that real intense dude. I'm like, no. I'm like, you know what I'm saying? Like, people thought you were like this, like, uh, drill sergeant. I'm like, nah, he's not that at all. Like, but I, I figured out they were watching little clips here and there on YouTube and stuff like that. And I'm like, yo, he is going hard. But um, definitely wanted people to see that other side. He talk about a time, and Carl, you think about a time too where you lost momentum in your professional career, or a time when you felt like a momentum was you were losing momentum, and how you overcame that. I know you've been on a hot streak, so think back to the '60s. <laughs> think back to when you had a vest pocket and you was playing halfback. You know what I'm saying? And you was courting Didi. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> think back to those days when you lost momentum, or Carl, if you got something that you could speak to where you lost momentum, because I think there's like the thing that I think that the dangerous thing about losing momentum is. What happens when you lose momentum is it, it can also kill your confidence, mm. right? And I think that's the thing that's the most damaging. It's not even necessarily the fact that the momentum's gone. It damages your confidence going towards whatever the next goal is, right? And so you go into that next goal half-hearted, you know, with some trepidation because you think it may fail. And so I think, it, you know, maybe even more so than the momentum is the, the, the confidence and the self-esteem thing that it does to you. But either one of you, if you have a moment you can think of where you may have lost but momentum. I'll let Carl go. Yeah, and I'll come yeah, back after. I was trying to think of something heavier, see, but I, I mean, I'm just thinking of when I first started doing video production, I came into, um, and I, so I started at Michigan State University at the master, in the master's program doing video production. And I had never, I'm talking about never even heard of editing, never opened editing software, nothing. And you, you talk about confidence blow. Like I'm going into this class with everybody else in the class that come through the undergrad program. As a matter of fact, the first class I took was an undergrad class. They just allowed me to take it for graduate, graduate credit. See? And, you know, I come off of a master's degree in biology just finishing that up. And I'm starting off with something that I have, you know, real, no idea. And I'm talking about my confidence was shot. I'm going into class like I don't understand anything. I'm looking at the syllabus. I don't even understand. You know how you read the syllabus and you know you got these assignments you got to take care of kind of thing? And it's just, I don't even understand what the assignment is asking me to do. And it was like starting from the beginning and not having a clue. I, I, I promise y'all, it was just an empty feeling. Like I just had nothing going and I remember going into class and self-talk out of, man, just self-talk, self-talk. Just go to class. Like, dude, go to class. Like, I don't know what's going, I'm talking to myself. Like, I don't know what's going to happen in here, but go to class. Like, okay, I'm sitting in class. I don't understand anything that's going on here, but go to class. Next day, I'm like, yo, ask, ask a question. And I had to literally just kind of like, and I think, not to get like philosophical on it, see, but I think we get so caught up in the emotion of it that we forget like there's practical steps to getting these things done. You know what I mean? So it's almost like the more questions I ask, whether you look dumb or not, you know, the more I, I'm going to get the answer that I need. Regardless, you know, as long as, I keep, as, as long as I keep doing these things, I'm going to get the answer that I need. So you fast forward, and I promise you, I graduated from the program, and like everybody in the department knew me. Like literally, I got two scholarships in the department 
because teachers would look at me and like recommend me to do projects and I would come back and do the projects well. I got my internship with the Big Ten Network because of this. And again, this is above students that had come, come, un, you know, come through the undergrad program, but it was literally like, yo, just self-talk, go to class, do the next step. I don't care how you feel, get up and go get it done. And I'm not pretending it was easy. Like I'm telling y'all, semesters at a time, I'm talking myself into this. Um, I remember um, everybody edited with what do you call Avid. This was like, this is like the, the industry standard for editing. You know, there's Final Cut, there's Premiere, but at the time, Avid was like the, the, the by far leader. Man, I remember going to the computer and opening Avid, and I was just, I felt like such a dummy, see? I'm talking about like, the, this is like, I'm opening, I don't even know how to like hit play on the doggone thing. I, I don't know how to get footage, I don't know anything, but just step after step. All right, I don't know it today, but I'm gonna go home and just Google this, like YouTube, you can YouTube anything. And I just literally, just I had to literally self-talk all the way through this thing till, you know, I'll say probably the whole first year. I had no confidence in this thing. I was editing TGIM. I mean, I, I couldn't see them get it, but I'd see comments saying, you know, this was better, whatever, whatever. But it was that process of having to literally will and talk and just reach out and keep pushing to, you know, to kind of get the whole the whole concept of momentum and keep going and get this assignment, that assignment. Last piece of it, I remember one of my one of my assignments that first year. I, I had this cool idea I wanted to do. EU, remember this like kind of decision tree thing I wanted to do, like you know, like walk you through your freshman year. The teacher looked at me, I was like, yo, it's a whack idea, I don't get it, it's, it's dumb. Bro, how do you feel going into class and you thought about this thing for like a good two weeks, you know, this project is coming up and the teacher's like, I think it's a terrible idea, I don't get it, I don't even see why you would attempt doing that. And I'm just like, what? <laughs> but guess what, I did the project and at the end he came back to me, he was like, dude, I get it, like your vision, like I didn't understand what you were saying, phenomenal, you pulled it together, you did a phenomenal job. But it was the whole process of just not, just, I'm telling y'all, self-talk, self-talk, like get up and go. Like you gotta do it, I don't care how you feel, get up and go, go sit in the class. Don't sit in the back of the class, car. get up and go to the front. Right, but no, I ain't going to the front, sit in the middle. Man, oh, all right, yep, I'm gonna sit in the middle today. Tomorrow, make sure you sit a little further up. You know what I mean, a little further. I just kept pushing myself and just not shying away from it, man. And then, lo and behold, TGIM turned into something and I didn't need momentum from the class no more, if that makes sense. I got momentum outside of that completely. Now I got, you know, five people, 10 people, 20 people, 150 people watching these videos and coming back a week later that I just didn't had, you know, I just didn't know how to open the software. So just bit by bit, see, it just grew into something. No, absolutely. E, what about the time when you lost momentum? Yeah, so I lost momentum um, last winter. You know, it was a man, and it's so funny, see, because you talk about how you can have it in one area and lose it in mm. the other. You know what I'm saying? But this was the best time of Didi and I life. You know, um, we got out of the winter. We were in Florida, West Palm, Orlando, spent a little time in California. You know, um, and I remember, and I don't know what happened, but I got sick. And it was weird because it wasn't, you know, it wasn't like something like the flu where you can just get rid of it. You know what I'm saying? It's like it's going to last you know, maybe two, three days or a stomach flu or something, but it literally lasted a little bit over 30 days. And I remember going to the doctor and DDTs and me, and the doctor was like, yo, it's just virus, nothing, you know, we could do about it. But I was weak, you know, but I wasn't weak to the point where I couldn't work. But I was like, I remember speaking and I'm coughing in the middle of my presentation, you know, and I'm like, yo, E, what in the devil? My nose is running. 
you know, and I just got weak, man. I couldn't, um, like I said, I wasn't, I wasn't weak to the point where I couldn't work, but I was just, you know, like staying in the, and like we, we, I remember we were in the, on the beach in Fort Lauderdale and I, we couldn't lead up like literally. And I end up, I was so hurt. I end up of course, giving it to Didi who's, um, um, what am I trying to say? Uh, <clears throat> her, um, I'm I'm losing it right now, but anyway, like I end up getting Didi sick, and her immune system, you know, is compromised right now, you know, with the MS, and I was so hurt. Like, not only am I sick, I know I'm about to give it to Didi, and it was just rough, man. So I wasn't able to work out. You got to think I'm on the road, so you know, even though we were, you know, eating healthy, we were still you're still eating out. You're not eating it in your house in your kitchen. And I just remember not being able to run, not being able to walk. Like, I just didn't have energy. And um, like I said, we were still having a great time. We are going shopping. We are doing our thing. But just, you know, slow-mo. And I just want to tell you guys, I remember when I got a little bit of my strength back. But when you stop running for 30, 40 days, like, it's not, it, like, you're not necessarily, like, in shape to go run four or five miles. And I just remember saying, okay, E, what are we going to do? We picked up weight, you know, um, and I had just, man, I had worked so hard to get to a certain spot. I was doing push-ups every day. I, I had just finally gotten to that place where I was eating right, working out, and I just was like, you know how you see yourself like, okay, this going to last forever. You know what I'm saying? Like, ain't, ain't nothing going to stop me. Why? Because I'm eating right. I'm waking up every morning, getting it. I didn't see sickness coming, and especially something like that. And I remember when I started getting my, you know, getting my strength back, I was like, okay, E, what are we going to do? And I was like, yo, just use all of the tools that you used when you had your momentum. So, like, what did you do when you had momentum? I was like, I was walking six, seven miles a day. So I was like, all right, well, go back to walking six, seven miles a day. And I started walking for about two, three weeks, and that walking turned into, like, running maybe a half a mile and then a mile. You know what I'm saying? And then before I knew it, I started, you know, like, doing my pull-ups and my chin-ups again. You know, um, picked up a little, you know, I had a little, some little dumbbells at the crib. You know, maybe one or two days I started doing that. And before I knew it, I was back. But I was struggling because I was like, I wasn't the size I was. You know, so now it's like, shoot, I'm almost 50 my metabolism, you know what I'm saying, like, it's about, almost about cut off. It, it's going to take longer. And I remember what you said, see, about that whole, um, you know, just the mental toughness. I just said to myself, like, yo, E, don't worry about results. Like, don't mm -hmm. worry about your weight. <clears throat> don't worry about that. If you're getting up and you're working out religiously, it's going to eventually come. Mm -hmm. And I got to be real, man. I don't know what, how I forgot. But I got up this morning and something said, well, my wife, let me not lie and say something said. My wife was like, you don't need to be walking at no two o'clock in the morning. You know what I'm saying? In the neighborhood, like, and up the block. Like, you don't need to be doing that. It's too early. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go run in the basement. And I was like, before I decided to run, I literally did the, um, the, in the, the uh, incline for an hour. I walked and did an incline for an hour. And then I ran you know, like two miles. And I was like, yo, when I was at my best, it wasn't just the running. I really got more out of the walk incline boys than I did out of the running. 
But for whatever reason, I had just stopped doing it. And man, I'm telling you this morning, I could just feel like, it may sound funny, but I felt the weight coming off with the whole hour just inclining. And it's just it's like a different, I can't explain it, but it's like when you run, it, okay, 20, 30 minutes, it's over. But when you walk for an hour on that incline and just doing it like, you know, up, down, up, down, and then you run after that, I felt it, bro. And I was like, yo, E, if you could do that three, four times a day, you know what I'm saying? You're going to be all right. So for me, man, it was that getting, I'm talking about to the, like I did more than I had ever done before and then got sick and just went rock bottom. Mm. But again, I had to use my old momentum to kickstart my new momentum. Let me ask you this as, as uh, and it may sound weird, but do you think lowering your expectations could help to increase momentum? I, it depends on who you are, yeah. Uh, no, I'm just saying in general, like, and that, let me explain, I guess, let me explain what I, what I mean about it. Um, because I honestly think the key to our momentum early on, at least, is I had low expectations. And that may sound weird, because you're like, yo, you always want to set the bar as high as you can, and it's true. But I think I set low expectations for what the next win would be. And that's what I mean by small wins, really, because... Like, had I set the expectation that, yo, okay, cool, we're going to start rocking this company, we're going to quit our jobs at Michigan State, within a year we're going to be making six figures. Like, if I set that as the expectation and I didn't reach it, then do I feel like my momentum is dying? As opposed to we had, like, very small, tangible little goals that we thought we could hit the expectation of, all right, cool, see calling around, seeing if he could speak somewhere. By this time next year, can we have people calling us? I ain't say anything about a check. And so I was always geeked when there were milestones in our career that may have not seemed like milestones and it might not have been anything to call mom and brag about, but there were milestones in our eyes because we had set the bar lower. And I don't even know if I'm saying it right, it's late, but I think we, the bar in terms of where we thought we would be for the next move was just so small. You know what I mean? It was like literally small stepping blocks to get to the next thing. So I think some people like, yo, I'm going to start this company. Within six months, we're going to get you know a $500,000 fund going, and it doesn't happen the way they think it should happen, and you let that kill your momentum. So I think lowering our expectations or maybe just being naive. See? I don't think okay. that. Well, that's, well, that's low as it goes, then. <laughs> that's you know what low saying? as it goes. Well, let me say that, then. You know what I'm saying? I don't even think now, like, and we got to be, like, that's why I said, like, people hear what you're, like, they hear us, they take everything for face value. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I might be the number one motivational speaker in the world, but I promise you, we never, like, never, never, never go. goal. Never a goal. Uh-huh. And now that we are number one, when I tell you, I don't want to be mentioned with these other people, I don't mean that like, uh, like to say anything about them. What I'm telling you is we realize now that, yo, we are not into making money. Like, we're not using this platform to be rich. We're using this platform to influence the world, to impact the world. So when I say, like, yo, don't mention me with these other motivational speakers, I'm just saying don't mention me with dudes who are entrepreneurs and they're using speaking or the Internet as a way to, you know, collect, you know, like, like capitalism. That's not what we own. Like, mm-hmm. that's not what we're trying to do. So I'm not saying that. We- Can you say that in the same podcast you bounced the bank? 
<laughs> that's the beauty of bouncing the bank, that even this month, y'all know, like, the way we bounced the bank this month, guys, was I just made a phone call and said, hey, yo, the way we've been doing it, like, for real, it's not working. The process isn't working. Like, I need us to go back and look at this again. And they went back and looked at it again. And as a result of looking at the process, like, I never even had, bruh, when they called me and told me, like, from a, like the, the, the percentage of what we went up finance, like I promise you, I never even set that goal. I never even said, all right, this month I want to make X, Y, and Z. I just said, yo, I'm looking at the process and the level of execution and like, yo, I meet people in the airport. Like it's embarrassing. I meet people in the airport that's like, yo, E, bro, we've been trying to, you know, get in contact. Like I know you busy. I'm like, okay, something wrong with the system <laughs> that you can't reach me. Like something is wrong. I don't care how big we get. Something is wrong if you can't get somebody on the phone and we tell you, I'm sorry, we can't, whatever. So I just went back. Let and me tell you something. Up. As soon as I get to that private room at the bank, you ain't going to be able to reach me. Uh, so don't, don't even try to You better to call get me, me now while you can. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because when I get to the boom boom room, it is over with. I'm not answering no calls, text, nothing. So, <laughs> so, so I'm just saying to, to our point, I think our only expectations is increasing or uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like enhancing the process. I think that's all we're about. Like if you look at our mm-hmm. goal this year, we just wanted to, we wanted, we, people was like, yo, I'm loving the videos. I love TGIF. I love the mixtapes. We was just like, yo, how can we give them more content? You feel me? That was our goal. Like how can we give them more content? So when I see Victor today, he like, hey, I listen to you every day. You couldn't have done that five years ago. You, you it, we, we weren't, we weren't available on Instagram or Facebook every single day. So I think for us, man, we, we have had no goals other than to make sure that our processes get better. And, and we so there better. you have it. Set no goals. And no you'll goals. be fine. So you'll be tight you know work. Yeah. You'll be tight work. No, Never have issues sense, with though. momentum. No, you're right. And it, it makes sense. And I just believe that when you do that, your grind and your hustle is not tied to the eventual outcome. So, so don't go nowhere. See, I was going to say the difference, and I'll say it like this, E, there's a difference between an external goal and an internal goal. Our goal is, I'd say, our internal getting better. You know what I'm saying? Becoming better at what you do, becoming a better person. Man, I becoming... wonder if people can really hear that, though, man, because I know, mm. man, you get... No, I'm just saying, I'm, and I'm, I'm, I'm being for real because money is so prevalent in our society, yeah. man. Yeah. Like, I get yeah. it, man. Money is... I, I can't remember what they said, but the average human thinks about money like I don't know how many times a day, but it's a lot, you know, and it, it's tough to hear process, faith, and all, all right. of those things when you broke. I, I just, I get it, you know what I'm saying? And I was there, and I remember having those feelings of like, yo, but, and like I said, I don't like to take credit for it because it was E. But, man, we just kept on working, and I think, uh-huh. seriously, I didn't know, you know, I didn't make any promises. I didn't tell my wife, like, yo, give me 90 days, and you're going to be, you know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't say any of that. Like, we just hustled, and we grinded, and we hustled, and then things started to, to, to come to, to form. You know, I always say when we're at the, you know, speaking at the events, and people are like, yo, y'all traveling in Australia, how did it feel? And I was like, well, it didn't really feel like a whole lot because before we actually toured in Australia, they were buying our books in Australia. 
So like the leap from them buying our books and showing mad love to actually going over there wasn't that huge, if you will, right? Shout out to Glenn. So, but, and then when you reverse it even further, you know, it wasn't a huge leap because they were showing love on the YouTube comments in Australia, right? So like, before that, they were showing love in the U.S. And before that, they were showing love in Michigan. Before that, they were showing love on campus. And before that, you know what I'm saying, we were showing like our, our people at the office. And so I always talk about that reverse engineering process, but it, there, there was no grand leap, you know what I mean? There was never that moment. And I, I think people get caught up in that, you know, looking for that big, you know, call from Diddy to be like, yo, I finally made my dreams become a reality instead of looking at the day-to-day stuff that you can do. And so... Um, I agree that, you know, it's been a long time since we lost momentum, not because we haven't had bad days or rainy days or tough days for the company, but because our goals and what we set going forward was always, Carl, like you said, internal. But I just don't know how many people can hear that in the day and age of Instagram, Facebook, and you got to have money and people going on trips and people buying cars and, you know, that whole thing. I think it's tough to, to, to hear that and you know, really be able to apply it. So, yeah, let me give you some practical. See that that I I've been that I've realized working in the NFL, the NBA, Major League Baseball, etc. The danger in external goals, and I and I've said this to young men, you know, on different teams, that the reason why you are average and you'll never win a championship is because you when you made it to the NBA. You made it to the NFL. You made it to Major League Baseball. That was your goal. And so now that you are here, you did what you said you were going to do when you were a kid. You told your mom you was going to make it to the league. So I watched a lot of these guys, and you made it because you, you just naturally are gifted or you were born you know, a certain height, a certain you know, size, whatever. It's just a natural gift. But your heart and your soul isn't in it. And you'd be shocked when you go to different practices, you, you know, you watch scrimmages, you watch people, you know, in film room, you know, um, you watch people's preparation game day, if they're winning or losing, like you'd be shocked to see how many people who are in the league who, are, who, do, who don't have an appetite see, for the game anymore. They lost it when they made all the millions, bought mama a house, got the car. It's over, bruh. And, and you'll see these guys, they'll have a two or three year run at best. You know what I'm saying? But then you see the Tom Brady's that you know Tom ain't doing this for money. At 40, my man, 41 years old. You look at Serena, he had a baby. You come back after a baby, you're already the best that ever played the game. You're the best. You know what I'm saying? In terms of, in a, in a modern day, you got the same um, amount of wins pretty much that the young lady who, unfortunately, you know, I'm not dogging her out, but. I mean, talk about she started in like the 50s, 60s playing, wasn't even the same you know, level of competition, you know, uh, and you see Serena still coming back, you know. Um, it, 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 so it goes to show you that there are some people who are all about money, and then once they get the money, that's it, bro. They, that's, I mean, you're pretty much walking dead. You're pretty much showing up, but you're not putting you, – your heart ain't in it. And then you see other people, man um, – and you look at them and say, how in the world are they still, you know, did he ask me, like, yo, what is going on with you? You know, what's happening with you? And I was like, yo, boo, I can't explain it to you, but, you know, it started for me in Utah. 
you know, with that podcast with the four of us, just the stuff that I heard, you know, it started with, um, I think Josh had me doing a, helping with a commercial where uh, Harvard Solar and watching the, um, going online and watching the stuff, hearing Maul talk, sitting in front of Nick Saban, being with Sean Payton and talk about the Super Bowl, you know, um, just stuff that I, that I saw and, 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 and things that I was exposed to that I was just like, okay, E, let's go, bruh. Like, it's like getting your oil changed. Same car, but don't, I don't know if y'all have mm. had this experience where you get your oil changed, bruh. That joker seems like it's running. Oh, I feel like it's just brand new, yeah. That, that joker brand new, bruh, I promise you. Put, put, hey, put gas in it and you about to, yeah. Well, that's because e, your cars are brand new. You feel me? <laughs> You know what I'm saying? I tried to I tried to go there with you, but I'm like, okay, your car is new, bro. That ain't saying it feel like it's brand new. It's still brand new. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I'm saying when I get the oil change, it feel like it's brand new, brand new. You know? Oh, and I, yeah. literally, I, I, I literally, y'all, felt like I just got my oil changed, bro. And Didi, like, yo, you ain't getting no sleep. Like, your, your message is, you know, you on fire. Like, what's going on? And I was like, yo, boo, I can't explain it, but... I just feel like another window open, you know, that wasn't open last month. Maybe it was. I just didn't see it. But I feel like another window was open, and I've been on my son's head like, bruh, you 22. You just turned 23. Like, look, go to the uh, go to uh, Alabama games. Go Sean Payton with the, the, the uh, Saints. He said he want to help you out. Go spend time with him. You know what I'm saying? Like, go to Payson. Go to the game, son. Spend, uh, go to the stock exchange. Put your money in something. Go get Real estate. I'm like, yo, bro, you young. Mm-hmm. The whole world is ahead of you. Like, don't get trapped in this or this or that. Like, go explore. Find out who you are, what you want to be. I'm, I'm almost, bro, I think when I found out, like, I'm, I'll be 48 in a couple of days. I'm so close to 50. I'm like, yo, E, Jada teased me all the time. She's like, dad, mom, you guys are halfway dead. I'm like, right. We're more than halfway big. You know what I'm saying? And I just felt like, you know, with my daughter saying that, she's teasing. But I'm just like, yo, E, you're almost 50, bruh. Like, you, bruh, the window is closing. You got to go make this thing happen. So, I, yeah, see, I, I see momentum as something when we were younger. When I was younger, I saw momentum as something that happens to you. And now almost 50, I see momentum as something that you make happen. You know what I'm saying? You don't wait for it to happen. There's another window closing on this podcast because um, it's getting late, okay? So if, if, speaking of windows closing, um, Organifi, man. Shout out to Organifi, always holding us down. Um, the Organifi, the gr- uh, superfood green drink that the uh, entire ETA team has adopted, man. And I got, I told you, man, I got Sweet Pea on it. I got my wife on it. Can't get Trey to try it just yet. Oh, Sweet Pea love Organifi. I'm talking about loves oh, wow. it. Yeah, yeah no, my kids ain't messing yet. No, Trey won't, like, even, Trey won't even look at it. It's green, so he runs the yeah. other way. Um, uh-huh. But no, Avery actually loves it. I'm talking about she swigs it. So um, shout out to Organifi for sponsoring the podcast. You guys know the deal, man. Make sure you... Get some of it in your life, man. Get your energy up. You know, I, I shout out to somebody said they replaced their, I don't know if y'all saw this. Somebody sent me it was on Facebook, and I can't remember exactly who it was. It was a BU member for sure. Uh, matter of fact, Tim sent it to me. Let me see who this was. It was a BU member. Did y'all see it? The guy, um, who, uh, who was it? All right, here it goes right here. 
It was from, uh, oh, Ryan Tanner. Uh, he replaced his coffee bar with an Organifi bar. Mm. And so, matter of fact, we'll post a picture. Carl, I'm sending it to you right now. But Good instead thing. of the coffee bar, he got all his Organifi products. So shout out to him. He's got the protein there. I see the gold, the green. I see all of that. So we'll post that up on the S2S podcast. Shout out to Ryan, one of our Breathe You family members for showing love. But you guys already know, man, do the right thing. Get healthy. Live, live, live a long life. If you halfway done with life like E, um, <laughs> get you some Organifi. See if you can't put that thing uh, out. You know what I'm saying? An extra few years. Uh, go to, you know the website, O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I, Organifi.com, promo code SUCCESS. And um, yeah, help me and Carl get to that back room, y'all. We want to see what's in the back room too, all right? So if you guys go in there, man, and show love, then uh, maybe we'll know what's going on with the with the back room ease in that chase. Um, real quick, Carl, any announcements, anything like that? What we got? You run it down for me because I, I I can't yeah. see straight, so. No, you're good. We got, uh, my voice going to be a little slower than normal, but take control is, I'm talking about right here. It oh, ain't it around the corner yeah, no we more. Leave tomorrow. Take control I'm leaving is tomorrow. here. I got to go yeah. to speak at a conference on Thursday and then I'm straight to San Fran. Yeah, I'm out there on Saturday. Um, San Fran, August 26th, y'all. Take control. Again, if you have been a entrepreneur for a while, if you've been an entrepreneur but you're not seeing the success, if you work a nine-to-five and just thinking about it, like you cannot afford to miss Take Control. you got to be there. San Fran, August 26th. Um, right after that. next It's back-to-back weekends. I don't know if y'all... Re- I just realized that today. Like, Atlanta... Man, seven seven thousand. We doing a. I'm talking about like a blowout celebration. That's the hip hop preacher. He just said he about to be fifty in a second. Uh, we celebrating, man, and we're doing a seven seven thousand rally. And we gonna have Toby out there. We gonna have uh, Willie Moore gonna be there, right? E? I think Willie gonna be out there. We gonna have a couple other guests, man. But y'all want to be a part of this celebration with us, Atlanta, September first. And then, of course, we got the Ignite the Dream, which is the weekend after that. We back to back to back. September 9th, Ignite the Dream. We got the pop-up shop happening. Uh, we got Inky Johnson. We got the live podcast. Come on, y'all. We got oh, it all going on in Philly, it's September crazy. 9th. And tell them how um, to get tickets to the live podcast. Hey, and we're going to keep it easy for y'all. Go right to etinspires.com forward slash events. And you will see the registration for that live taping of the podcast. And again, it's first come, first serve. I believe we only have 70 spots available. So, like, it ain't no favorites here, y'all. Get in. Don't play around. If you're listening to this right now, stop what you're doing. Go to the site. Click and register. Um, now, if you you still can come to the pop-up shop. Like, we're going to be out there. We're going to be, you know, showing you the new gear that we got going on. So, you can come, st- still come and be a part of that. But for the live taping of the podcast, it's that first group that... We don't want to blow out the head of fire marshal coming and putting this out while we while we getting the podcast going. So first come, first serve on that. And then the last one, of course, is our Phenomenal Life Jamaica, guys. February 25th to March 3rd. Y'all already know. We had a blast on our last, on our last um, Phenomenal Life cruise. This one, we're doing the destination to Jamaica. You still have time to get in there. Uh, we're doing the get, 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 the the white party, y'all. We got Simon Cowell will, will make his appearance again. Oh, we had sure. Simon Cowell at our talent show. Man, y'all just don't want to miss it. We're going to be fun. Our family's going to be there. Come hang out with the crew. Like, y'all ain't going to have to hear us on the podcast no more. Y'all going to sit with us and talk and just fellowship, man. We're looking forward to it. We're going to be doing live sessions, too. We got Sean coming out, Rob coming out. We're doing the finance. C going to hit the branding. 
you know, E gonna do his piece as always. But yeah, y'all do not want to miss it, man. Make sure y'all come get a part of this. Man, appreciate that, Carl. Um, Hip Hop Preacher, uh, it is now well past one o'clock in the morning. And I think um, we've given the people as much as we can possibly give them. I'm out of momentum. Huh. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I got no momentum left. I'm about see? to call my bank tomorrow, see can I get in that back room. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm trying to create that momentum, E. So give me a nugget of the day so I can have a, a, a dream about getting in that back room. Hey, y'all, for real, man. It uh, is possible. Y'all heard what she said, man. It's possible to break, break the bank. It's possible to, um, for real, man, live your dream. You know, you talked about the insider earlier. You know, the, I don't know. I didn't. Jalen was the one that did the video. So the bar, I think he said the, um, uh, the uh, basketball rim, the beach. You know, what I'm saying the hold on. Yo, guys, for real, we are on this podcast, keeping it 100, y'all. Like we're not, we're not holding back no punches. We're not keeping secrets. You know, we're not trying to make it like, yo, we are this we elitist. You know, and only we can do it. Only we have, like, yo, we're telling you it is possible. It is tangible. We're telling you that whatever your dreams and goals are, you know what I'm saying, if you're willing to do the work, put in the work that you can, you know, be, do, have, whatever you want. And not only that, we talked about our seeds. You know, and seeing our seeds be successful. So if, if that's not important to you, like, man, I don't know what is, but making sure that you put your babies in a position where they can do and be better than what you were, it's, it's unbelievable. So it's tangible, it's doable. You know, so stop making excuses, man. Make the adjustments. Stop making excuses. Make the adjustments. And for real, for real, make the rest of your life the best of your life. Hey, man, thank y'all for listening. E. Carl, I'll see y'all in San Fran in a couple days. Love y'all. Go leave us a review on iTunes. We'll see you next week. I want you to focus on here right now. Don't you worry about when you get home. You make this, you concentrate on this opportunity. You don't worry about tomorrow. You concentrate on this opportunity with all your might, with all your soul.